Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. We are on the NFC North now. We've talked about every team in the AFC. We got that all done, every single division, Patriots included. And uh, now we are finally on the NFC North, like I said. And you know who's in the NFC North, right? The Detroit Lions. Dude, this is the first year ever I've seen them as a favorite in the division. This this was mind-blowing to me, man. I've never seen this before. In my entire history as a Lions fan, I think the most I've seen them with the over-under was maybe eight and a half. Maybe one year when they had like Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford and their defense was like subpar, but okay enough for them to win some games. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's surreal. We've gotten to this point. And I'm just I'm scared of seeing the same old Detroit Lions back. So I'm I'm a little hesitant to say uh anything about them in this episode, but you know what? I have a co-host here to help me with that. So Brandon Carr, how are you doing today? Dude, I, I'm I'm doing great. I'm excited to get into this division. And yeah, the Lions are they're over under is set at nine. When I was reading that, I'm like, wow, that's I it has to be one of the highest. I don't know what their over under was last year because I know they got some hype last year too. But um, this feels really high. And, I mean, they're the favorites in the division. I don't know when the last time we've been able to say that was. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. But, um, yeah, I'm excited, you know, not just to talk about the Lions, talk about the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings. It's going to be a very fun episode. And, again, if you guys haven't already, go check out all of our AFC division breakdowns and predictions. You can go see who – what what our record predictions were on Instagram, on Twitter. We have all the all of our amazing graphics and uh, our record predictions on there. So make sure you guys go check those out if you haven't already. But let's not waste any time. Let's get into the Chicago Bears, baby. Ciao, Bears. All right, let's do it. So, <laughs> I mean, to start off, the Bears did have the number one rushing attack in the NFL last year. Apart from that, they did literally nothing right. Uh, Justin Fields statistically was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year in terms of throwing, but he did do a lot with his legs. And I'm actually like, I'm not a Justin Fields hater at all. The exact opposite. I'm actually, I honestly think the Bears are the biggest threat to the Lions winning the division this year. Wow. Yeah, to be honest with you. I think they could have a very quick turnaround. Like if Justin Fields is as good as people are hyping him up to be, which look, the hype is way up there and the the stats may not match it, but I think it's just the feeling that people get when people watch him is like very similar to what people felt when they first watched Lamar Jackson or when they first watched Jalen Hurts. It's a very similar style of the new age quarterback that we've kind of become accustomed to seeing, but we still love seeing it. We still love seeing new guys run out there and, uh, you know, playing quarterback in this kind of fashion. And, you know, I do think the hype is a little bit much, but I will say I do like him. I do think they're going to probably be right up there again with the rushing this season, although uh, they definitely have a very different running back group than they did last year. I mean, to put it in perspective, last year they had uh, Montgomery as their main rusher, and then they also had K- uh, Khalil Herbert, I believe is his name, if I'm not mistaken. But yep. uh, now David Montgomery is actually gone. He went to the Lions. And now the, the Bears' depth chart at the running back position is a little bit different. They they have Khalil Herbert, who has proven himself to be a pretty decent running back starting this year. And they also added Dante Foreman, who has some, he has pretty big games last year for the Panthers. So, I mean, I don't think taking David Montgomery out is going to make that much of a difference considering Khalil Herbert has been able to pull his own load the last few seasons and bringing in DJ Moore in that trade to get the number one pick. I think that was pretty big. I do think, you know, I, I think it'll be pretty well. It'll work out for them pretty well. Um, They're, they're going to be better at least uh, offensively than they were last year. They're going to be better at least with their receiving core than they were last year. They now have DJ Moore, uh, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. And the thing about last year, like they're, uh, their wide receivers were garbage, but the thing is, it's like they traded a pretty decent amount to get Claypool, and he really did not do that much for the Bears at all. Um, and now he's having some injury concerns to start off this season. So, even though they got DJ Moore, and that's a huge upgrade, I don't know if they're if the rest of their wide receiver group is gonna follow suit. But uh, what what do you think about this team, and what are your initial thoughts when you hear the beer, the Bears this season? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Bears fans are, I mean, they're excited, I think. And um, I think it really 
falls onto Justin Fields. And, you know, I think what we saw last year from Jalen Hurts, for example, when he took that leap and he got a stud wide receiver like A.J. Brown and that kind of completely turned around his game and turned around that Eagles offense. I think the Bears fans are kind of hoping that D.J. Moore can kind of have that same effect as Justin Fields for Justin Fields like it did for A.J. Brown. It could be possible. It might. I mean, in the preseason, the the last preseason game the Bears played, DJ Moore had like a 60-yard screen pass that he took to the house. Khalil Herbert caught a pass and took it like 50 yards to the house. So it was more so the Bears' weapons were actually doing Justin Fields a favor rather than Justin Fields having to kind of carry the load a little bit on the offensive end. But, you know, maybe it maybe DJ Moore can have that effect. I like DJ Moore. He's a pretty good receiver. He was pretty good with the Panthers despite having – you know, a pretty crappy quarterback situation over there with guys like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and Teddy Bridgewater. Like, wasn't really a great situation for DJ Moore, but he's been the guy who's been, you know, he's caught, he's had multiple thousand yard seasons. He's a guy who absorbs, you know, he gets a lot of targets. And, you know, I think maybe that could be, a, a, I mean, obviously it's going to be a big beneficiary for Justin Fields, but obviously Justin Fields has to kind of, work on his accuracy I'm I was a big Justin Fields guy coming out of college and I know that ability is there he just quite hasn't been able to do that at the NFL level just yet uh he's flashed at some points obviously the Russian ability the Bears are going to be one of the best Russian teams in the league having a Justin Fields and I think Khalil Herbert is obviously pretty underrated too and Deontay Foreman and even Roshan Johnson might get into the mix the rookie out of Texas like they have a pretty decent running back for a pretty good Russian offense but yeah I mean it's going to have to rely on Justin Fields. Can he become a more accurate passer? Can he, you know, maybe get the ball out a little bit more quicker? Darnell Wright, they drafted in the first round. I think he could be pretty good. He was uh, he was on that pass-heavy team with the volunteers last year with Hendon Hooker, kind of protecting the right side for him. So he's used to having uh, being in a situation where he has to kind of pass protect most of the time. So could be pretty that could be pretty beneficial for Justin Fields and then obviously like this is a team that spent a decent amount of money in free agency they brought in guys like Unique Ngakwe recently TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds like they are clearly kind of focusing on you know trying to build the best team possible Ryan Poles had all that cap space this offseason and kind of you know try to take advantage of some of the weaknesses that they have but With all that being said, I don't think that the Bears are going to quite take that jump that most people are expecting them to take. I do have them at five wins. I think they'll still, you know, there'll be a team that I think will be maybe pretty competitive, but I don't think that they're quite good enough yet to get to that like seven, eight, nine win, uh, you know, area. Um, Sorry, Bears fans. I just don't see that. And maybe they can prove me wrong. Maybe they end up, you know, being the number two team in this division, but I do think there's a little bit more, little bit more work that needs to be done with this team. But again, they have a good, they're gonna have a good Russian offense. Maybe DJ Moore, if DJ Moore can have that AJ Brown effect, then this team will definitely be a lot better. I don't think DJ Moore is quite as good as AJ Brown was, but maybe you know I'll be proven wrong on that end too. But yeah, I think five wins is kind of where I see them. And I think you know last year, what do they win? Like three games. Like it's an improvement. Maybe they get to six wins. Maybe them. I'm kind of. Uh, getting them a little bit short here but i'm gonna go with five wins yeah i I definitely like what i saw out of the bears from the offseason i think that one trade the the number one pick going to the uh carolina panthers and obviously they drafted bryce uh bryce young and then obviously um trading ones more from the ninth spot to the 10th spot and then collecting another fourth round pick like doing those little things i think were pretty big for the bears like their their rookie roster, I think it's pretty good. Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, offensive lineman, being able mm-hmm. to put another guard in there and another another tackle in there to help out Justin Fields. I think that's huge. And then um they really tried to upgrade their defense, which had a lot of issues. They were able to go defense uh with a fifty third pick with Jervon Dexter, and they were also able to draft a cornerback with Tyreek Stevenson yep. in the second round. Um they're able to to really try to upgrade their defense this offseason. And I think there's still a lot of young pieces there, and it's going to take a lot of time for the Bears to really adjust. I mean, I like what they're doing. And I I know I said I I think they're going to be a a big uh, threat to the Lions, but I don't – 
honestly, I don't know if I could really see them going over, you know, whatever it was. It was like seven and a half. I mean, that's a pretty big increase. That's pretty big. That's pretty high, man. Yeah, going from worst in the league last year with three wins and then going up to, you know, eight, taking the over is pretty bold. So I don't think I can do that here. I think they're going to probably end up with six wins. I think some of those games last year where they should have won and didn't, and maybe it was a close game, I think maybe they'll pull up on top this year. But, uh, yeah, I just I don't see the Bears exactly taking off or making the playoffs or anything like that. I think they're a team that's probably a year away still, so I'm going to give them seven wins here. Seven wins, yeah. I mean, that's definitely in the range of outcomes. I just I don't I just don't see their offense taking that Philadelphia leap, you know, as the, the Eagles took last year with Jalen Hurts. I mean, maybe Justin Fields can do it. And I I mean, it's kind of crazy for me to say that because I was a big Justin Fields guy coming out of college and maybe he can, but I still think that the Bears have quite a bit um some holes on this team. Like if DJ Moore is gonna be the number one, like I don't really I don't really think that Chase Claypool is going to kind of have a big season. Maybe Darno Mooney can kind of come back and be pretty good, but I still think there's a lot of holes on this team. I think the offensive line, despite drafting Darno right, there's still some work that needs to be done there. And then obviously the defense, I think there's a little bit of uh, some holes there for them as well. So yeah, I just think five wins and they'll be better than they were last year. Like they're not going to be the team that, you know, finishes with the top three pick. Like they'll, they'll be in the top 10, but, you know, I think there'll be some some promise though for the Bears moving forward. Yeah, like their their defense last year, being able to stop people on the run, rushing end of the ball was like near impossible. They gave up a lead worst thirty one touchdowns on the ground yep. last year, so I don't think they did enough to really like fill that void. I mean, they did sign some some guys that last year, um, over the last few seasons to try to improve that, uh, but. Like one one big thing that they did was they signed a uh, linebacker named Tremaine Edmonds, you know, pretty re- well known guy to a four year seventy two million dollar contract. So yeah, they were trying to spend money to improve, but it's just at the end of the day, like when you have as many holes in, in your roster as the Bears did, I mean, I don't think you can really adjust and and really fix all of them in one off season, you know? Yeah. I don't really. I'm not really a big fan of their defensive line. Like they just signed Unique Ngakwe, who was was a free agent for a while. But honestly, like I don't really see like a a very formidable defensive line. Obviously, they beat, beefed up the linebackers with Edmonds and and uh, Edwards, but the secondary with Eddie Jackson, who kind of was playing some really bad football over the last few years, it's kind of really he had a really good season last year and kind of turned things around. So that's a big. Big thing to see for Bears fans who, you know, kind of had been seeing Eddie Jackson kind of fall off, kind of been able to, you know, for him to be able to turn around is great. But I like Jalen Johnson. He's pretty solid. And then, you know, Tyreek Stevenson, how, we'll see what he ends up being. It's Kyler Gordon still there too. But, yeah, I'm just – I'm not really a big fan of their defensive line. I think the receiving room outside of DJ Moore, I don't know how – much i i love it i mean again i think maybe darnell mooney possibly could show a little bit but other than that i'm just not really super excited in the offensive line outside of darnell Wright, and uh, i mean i don't know if i'm super excited about that either so i think there's just still some holes i think next year in 2024 i think we could see the bears have a season where they possibly could win that division though if it depends on who they draft depends on how they spend the rest of their money, but I think they're a, I think they're a year away for competing for a playoff spot. Yeah, definitely. And uh I think that just about concludes our Bears talk. So we're gonna go on to another team that people said for the last five years was uh, a year away from the Super Bowl and just never happened, which is the the Packers. Uh they finally yeah. moved on, finally left. Aaron Rodgers in the past and the Lions, my boys, took care of him, knocked him out of the division, said <laughs> adios, and uh, that was that. Ended off the year positive. We got a win, the Lions, that is, over the, the Packers to end the season to finish 9-8, and eight, and the Packers finished, I believe, 8-9 and nine or 7-8-1. and one, eight nine, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Uh, I mean, overall, definitely a very disappointing year last year for the Packers, and I'll say I don't think that they did all that much uh well at least through signings they didn't do that much in the offseason i mean if you look at like the offseason signings and stuff like that for like every team it's like a page long on nfl.com slash news and then 
the Packers is like four players, and you've probably never heard of any of them. Who is Rudy Ford? I mean, maybe you know who he is. I don't know. I'm not that good. Um, doesn't it, sound familiar, honestly. I think he's. Yes. A, well, I'm looking at the depth chart. He's a safety. So yeah, safety. And then they they signed a kick returner to a one year deal, of six million. Resigned Justin Holland. Like they didn't do that much being able to upgrade at least through free agency through the draft. That's another story. I felt like they were able to get some solid pieces for the future. Originally, I didn't think they really had a good draft, but then I kind of evaluated it a little bit more, and I was like, you know. I, I like what they did, more or less. But I think, like, now we're really going to uh, be able to have the option to judge what they did during the 2019 or 2020 draft, whenever that was when they drafted Jordan Love. I mean, he's been on the bench the last, like, three years waiting for his time, and now he's finally got it. And uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty at all. And I think he's going to be benched after week eight or nine. And Sean Clifford, wow. get, him, get him in your fantasy football leagues, I'm telling you right now. Maybe not like your one year leagues, your redraft leagues, but get him in your fantasy dynasty league. Like I think he's available in something like 70% of leagues. It's like pretty high. So if you want a quarterback that will have playing time at one point, Sean Clifford may be your guy. I don't know if I see him necessarily having a good career, but I think it's at least worth a roster spot to see how it goes. Because Jordan Love, I have almost no hope for Jordan Love, man. This is this is a kid who like People don't remember how turnover prone he was in college. And now to be an NFL quarterback after spending like three years on the bench, it's kind of like a what the heck type situation. And I understand they've done this before with Aaron Rodgers and it worked out pretty well. And they think, oh, you know, we can just repeat this formula with uh, with any guy, I guess. But the problem with uh, Jordan Love is, I mean, he did have a season where his last season actually in college, the one where you would think he would probably be the best off and to be a, you know, deserved first round draft pick. Well, that did not happen. He actually had 20, 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions and he played for Utah state in the mountain West conference. So not exactly the top competition to throw 17 interceptions to. You're not, you're not playing Florida. You're not playing LSU. You're not playing these, these teams that are going to be in the top 25 every week. You're playing like teams, scrub teams are like one in 10 or whatever. Like they don't matter. And, and he couldn't even beat these teams that much. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like, I just look at what he did in college. I don't really think he was that impressive in the pros. I mean, he's been really subpar. Like there was one game, I believe it was almost two years ago now, where it was one of the last games of the season. The Packers were playing the Lions. I believe it was the last game of the season. And the Lions actually ended up winning, I believe. because Yeah, they would have had the number one pick if they lost. I remember the scenario now. But they ended up winning. Um, and Jacksonville got the number one pick because of the, the tiebreaker, whatever it was. I don't really remember. But uh, what happened was Aaron Rodgers was killing it. He was dominating the game. And then they put in Jordan Love. And he, I think he threw a touchdown pass, actually. And then he threw, like, two or three interceptions. And he was just garbage. And I just don't really see him doing that much in his NFL career. I'm really not a Jordan Love fan. And you know what? If you are a Jordan Love fan, I want to hear why you like him. Because I'm genuinely confused what anybody in their front office saw in this kid. So, if you're a Jordan Love fan, just let me know what's up. But uh, if not, like probably 99% of you aren't, well, then we're probably in agreement that the Packers are going to finish last this year in the NFC North. So, How many wins do you have? How many wins do you have? How many wins? Dude, I'm going, I'm going low, man. I'm going four. Oh my God. Dude, it's like, I don't, I don't even mind their wide receiver room, man. Like, I think another, another year of Christian Watkins, I think another year of Romeo Dobbs, I think like they're going to, both of them are going to improve and get better, but I just don't see Jordan Love having any type of success. I think he's going to start off very slow. And I mean, they drafted a, a quarterback in the fifth round for a reason, even though nobody even knew who who Sean Clifford was either. Before Penn State draft. legend, bro. Penn State yeah, legend. Well, I don't really follow Penn State football, <laughs> so I couldn't really tell you. Yeah, he, uh, he kind of took the Stetson Bennett route. He was in college for a long time, Sean Clifford. It's one of those did, guys. Did he get his degree, though? Because I, I just read the other day, actually, that Stetson Bennett didn't even get a degree. He was no, like, a, I don't know. I'm sure Sean Clifford probably got his degree, but yeah, no, Stetson Bennett didn't do that, which is still, that's mind boggling to me, by the way. I don't know how he didn't do that. Um, but I, to talk about the Packers, I think I'm a little bit more higher than on Jordan Love than you are. I think for what I've been reading and what I've been kind of seeing through training camp and the preseason, he's actually looked kind of good, um, or at least decent. And I think, that you know 
I wasn't the big biggest Jordan Love fan coming out of college either. I thought the like you know obviously the turnovers is, is a huge problem, but you know I think what what's going to be kind of good for him now is he kind of you know is he's the guy, and I think that seems like that the team kind of believes in him to be the guy. It's his show, so you know there's no he's had plenty of time to kind of sit down and kind of learn this offense a little bit. You know it, it could absolutely go the wrong way but i'm a little bit more higher on jordan love i'm not going to say that i'm a fan of him i have to see it more so in the regular season but from what i've been seeing in training camp through the preseason and kind of when i've been reading about him he's been actually playing pretty well so and it is limited sample size even especially last year against philadelphia i thought he played pretty well so you know maybe he can kind of carry that momentum obviously he has the arm talent but when you look at the packers i think you know, obviously they're going to have a pretty good running game with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I think that's a very good running back too. Well, the receivers are still very young. Like this is a this is a really young core. Like Christian Watson year two, Romeo Dobbs year two, Jaden Reed year one. Both of the tight ends they drafted, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, are rookies. So it's a young group, and I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's not the greatest thing for Jordan Love, but I mean, I feel like it kind of fits the timeline for all these guys, like some younger guys here. And, you know, maybe they can, uh, you know, obviously they need some time to develop, but it's a young group. I actually like the Packers offensive line. I think they have a very good offensive line. That's going to help David Bakhtiari. Hopefully is finally healthy and Zach Tom's pretty solid. Uh, Josh Myers and Elton Jenkins and John Runyon. Like it's a pretty good group. And I thought their defense last year kind of, kind of really didn't play up to par. I think this year maybe they're due for a little bit of a bounce back. Um, Jair Alexander is obviously one of the best corners in the league. Kenny Clark's really good. Devondre Campbell and Preston Smith are pretty good. Quay Walker going into year two for him. Rashawn Gary, like it's a good, it's a pretty good unit. Like it's a pretty good defensive unit. I was pretty high on the Packers defense last year, and I thought that was going to be a big reason why they were going to be able to make a push, but. You know, I guess I'm I guess I'm kind of going back on them a little bit. I don't think they're going to be like this top five unit, but I think they'll bounce back. And, you know, I think that's going to be a, a big factor for them. So can the big obviously that's the biggest question, though, Jordan Love, if he can kind of put it together and, you know, we'll see what he does. And if it obviously if it doesn't work out this year, then, you know, it's going to be I think that's going to be it for him. Um, and then they'll kind of look towards the draft for a quarterback. But. You know, I think this is a big year for Jordan Love, and I think he knows that. And, you know, if he wants to get another contract, like this is going to be the year that you kind of put it together. So I think I actually actually kind of like the Packers a little bit more than you do. I'm not going to say four wins, though. I actually think they can win eight games and be number two in this division. I'm pretty I'm pretty high on the Packers this year in terms of that. Um, I think they got, you know, I think Christian Watson can absolutely play. We saw that last year. Um, Romeo Dobbs is pretty solid and you know I like the tight ends they drafted obviously rookie tight ends don't necessarily produce in year one but someone's gonna have to Um, and I think Jordan Love I like a little bit more than you do and I think their defense can kind of you know take a step forward here they drafted Lucas Van Ness as well in the first round so they added another defensive guy to this unit and we'll see what ends up happening I like I like Matt LaFleur as a head coach too I think he's pretty good so I think eight wins I think they'll surprise some people this year all right, fair enough. But yeah, I just I don't I really it comes down for me to the fact that like I just really don't like Jordan Love. Yeah, and, and that's completely fair. Like yeah, he's like still, he's still kind of an unknown, but I you know, I didn't really like him coming out of the drafts, but from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing, I think there's definitely some promise there, though. A little bit more promise than I expected, to be honest with you. So we'll see what ends up happening though. Yeah, I think it's just the fact, like, if they weren't able to win with a top three greatest or five greatest quarterback of all time, like, probably not going to win with some guy that's basically, like, a 30-year rookie at this point. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the, that's completely fair, but we'll see. I mean, the Vikings last year were really good. You know, I feel like that they're going to take a step back. We'll talk about them probably next. Um, But, yeah, I think – a seven to eight wins. I'll say eight wins. I'll be a little bit more bold on that, but that's kind of where I see them. Don't think it's a playoff team though. All right. Fair enough. So let's, let's go right into the Vikings. So Vikings are, uh, well, they're, they're probably on the downswing of things. I mean, at least that's what a lot of people think they released flat out released Dalvin cook didn't trade him or anything. And now their running back is, uh, Alexander Madison, right? Yeah. So Alexander Madison. Like, 
and, and I'm not that big a fan of him to begin with. Like, you know, he was there. Actually, I did a fantasy draft this last week, and he was there for, like, quite a few rounds past his expected draft point. And I was, like, I was kind of tempted to draft him just off of sheer volume, but I just kept thinking, like, do I really want to draft a guy who's, like, you know, the last few years he's averaged, like, 3.7 yards a carry? And it's, like, not really. Probably not. I mean, what's all that – Uh, what's all those – um, I mean, what, what, what's all the, the volume really good for if you're not mm-hmm. really producing with the volume, you know? And, uh, I mean, like, dude, the thing is, is like, I don't think the Vikings really thought of this through very well because they would have been better off just keeping Dalvin cook and like competing. Cause they really could win this division. They really could. I mean, lines, like the lines are the lines at the end of the day. So the thing is, is like he hasn't really had that many that many yards over the last two years. He's had uh seven hundred seven hundred fourteen uh or seven hundred. Oh uh, yeah, I he's guess. yeah he's right been now. pretty yeah, much he's had somewhere yeah. around seven hundred yards. I mean, he's had like yeah. a little over two hundred a period uh two hundred touches. Like he's not really that much of like a receiving back either. Like he's had some targets, but. I mean, that's really what I think is going to be their downfall this year because you look at Justin Jefferson, look at Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins has been known to choke in those prime moments, but, uh, I mean, he's still a 30-10 and 10 quarterback in the regular season. Like, you know what he's going to produce. And, I mean, this team, like, their defense kind of struggled at points last year, and that's another concern I have. But then again, Lions defense really struggled last year, too, for uh, the first seven, eight games of the season. They were terrible. So, I, I don't know, like, I mean, with the Vikings, like, it's basically, I'm looking at specifically the fact that they have TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins, and I feel like with those names alone, and I think, like, they're adding in, I believe his name was Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison, yeah. He got yep. drafted in the first round. Um, I, I think, and, like, Osborne is there still, and he's all right. I mean, so they're losing Thielen, too. And I think they're going to definitely take a step back, but like offensively, I mean, if they were to keep Dalvin Cook, I would probably say they're winning the division, winning like something like eleven games. But the fact they lost him, I mean, I'll give him a nine. But I think they're gonna definitely struggle a little bit on defense this year. I don't think they're really gonna improve. And I think just having a you know a guy less who can rush for a thousand yards a season definitely isn't gonna benefit them in any any point of view. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with nine. This is the team I think I'm that in terms of the record last year that I think is going to be really disappointing this year. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. I have them winning seven games. I'm not very high on the Vikings this year. And I think when you look at last year's team, you know, they had that the style with the point differential thing. Like they had like a minus point differential, even though there were 13 win team. They got pretty lucky with some of the games, how they won very close games. I just think there's due, they're due for regression. And you talked about Alexander Madison. Like, I'm not really that high on him either. Like, he might just get the volume and he might end up having a pretty good season. But, like, his, like, all of his 100 yard games, I don't want you to take offense to this, but they were like, most of them were against the Lions. And the Lions at some points had like really bad rush defenses. And that's where he was kind of getting his yards. So I'm not really too high on Alexander Madison. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is maybe the best receiver in football he's going to produce and Jordan Addison. We'll see how he does. I mean, Adam Thielen, he's gone now. So that's a red zone target. That's going to be gone. So he's going to have to kind of step up and KJ Osborne. And I thought TJ Hawkinson played pretty well for them last year too, when they acquired him at the trade deadline. But I just look at this team. I'm not really like Christian Darisaw is a pretty good offensive lineman. Other than that, I'm not super high on them and their defense. I know they brought in Brian Flores who, you know, he's coached some really good defenses, but his style from their previous defensive coordinator is completely different from what they were running last year. And I think that could take some time for this defense to kind of adjust. And honestly, this defense is not really that good. So, you know, I mean, Daniel Hunter's still there. He hasn't really been healthy. Marcus Davenport, I believe that it sounds like they might've just picked him up because I think he was a saint last year. I didn't even know that. Um, But other than that, like this, this seems just not doing it for me, man. Like, Kirk Cousins, I think, will have a pretty good season passing-wise. I think he's going to throw the football a ton. I think they're going to have to rely on the passing game to kind of win them some games. And 
obviously like Justin Jefferson can absolutely take over a game himself and get the Vikings a win. And Jordan Addison's a pretty good rookie. We'll see how he plays. And, you know, mentioning Osborne and Hawkinson are pretty good too, but yeah, I just, I just think seven wins, man. I think this team is really due for some regression. Um, the 13 wins last year was, I'm not gonna say it was a fluke, but obviously they were a pretty good team. They were a good offense, but you know, I, I just think they're due for regression. You know, they won a lot of close games. I don't think they're going to be doing that again this year. Like they're not going to win every single close game that they're in. And, you know, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a recipe for regression. And I think this defense is not very good. So I think that's just the formula for this team to really disappoint and miss the playoffs this year. So I'm going to go with seven wins. Like you said, a 13 win team that has a, uh, well, has more points given up than actually points for. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a little fluky. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it kind of it is to a little bit but oh it is a little bit but like it's just I don't know man this team I just think the regression is coming and like I said Kirk Cousins will have a pretty good season I think and Justin Jefferson obviously if he can stay healthy he's gonna be awesome again but yeah I just I just don't see it I just don't see it this defense is not great Dalvin Cook I know he's been kind of on the downswing a little bit in his career but I still think he's probably better than Alexander Madison at this point. So I, I just think it's uh it's going to be rough sliding, I think, for the Vikings this year. Yeah, what was the point of even releasing him? Like, it's not like you – I mean, I know they want to save cap room or whatever, but it's like what – I mean, you're, you're supposed to be like a contending, you know, in quotes, football team. Like, why release a top running back? It makes no sense in my opinion, but – Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't know. So I, I just think – I just think that 13 wins, they're they're really going to come back down to earth this year. So seven wins is where I have them. All right, fair enough. I'm going to have them at nine, like I said. So All right, so finally, I got to wake up a little bit because we're about to talk about the Lions. Dude, it's been too long since the Lions have been the favorites in the division. I do not think I remember a time in my life they've been the favorites. I don't think they've ever won this division. I don't think so, actually. They've only made the play. Really? I don't know. Hold on. Let's fact check that real quick before we bring back the high energy. I feel like I feel like they might have. I know like they've made playoff appearances like in the wild card round. You might be right. Because I yeah, remember they, the year. Okay. So they, they have three NFC North titles. They haven't been to a Super Bowl appearance. Thanks for reminding me, Google. I of course I remember that. Like when was uh when was the last time they won the division? Is there a year on that? No, I, I didn't I didn't look at that. Lions last time they won division. Let's check this out. I'm actually Did really Stafford interested. get one. I'm trying to think if Stafford won you guys at least one. Because there was there right, were so periods now, of now I'm seeing that they've never won the division. So wait, last time all right. Now I gotta look this up. All, all right, right the last time the last time they won the division was 1991. They went 12 and 4. So hey, if we can do that this year, if we can go twelve and four and one, like that'll be great. That'll be incredible. Uh, I'm gonna say this year, like I mean, do you really want me to like go in depth of what I think? So all right, here's the thing, dude. Right? Just just let it rip, bro. Dude, we, we we were all waiting for it. Right now, Jared Goff, bro. Like people hate on him. People forget last season during the last like ten games of the season, he had three hundred and like nine or three ten, three twenty, whatever it was, consecutive passes. Without an interception, he finished the last nine or ten games of the regular season with 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Like the dude was on fire. Amonro St. Brown is a beast. He is like a legitimate number one, and people disrespect him every day, and I hate it. But he's a legit number one. We got, you know what? Jared Goff got goes down, and Hendrick Hooker's not ready. We don't got a problem. We got probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. And Teddy Bridgewater recently signed, actually signed last week. Fun fact right there. And our running back group, you know what? Said goodbye to Swift, said goodbye to Williams. And it, it sucks to have their losses. However, Swift was on a one-year contract, I believe. Williams killed it, set the franchise record for most touchdowns in a single season uh, rushing. But you know something? Here's here's the thing, right? going to let you in on a little bit of a secret here. Like 10 out of those 17 or 11 out of those 17 was from the one yard line or like the two yard line. Like the man was awesome for getting in the end zone. I appreciate him, but you know what? I wish him nothing but success with his like Naruto career or Dragon Ball Z career, whatever else he's talking about on his downtime. Like have fun with the saints, have fun in new Orleans, man. I don't know. But like 
Dude, we got David Montgomery now, who's like a legit established back. Got him for three years, 18 million. That's a great deal. Drafted a running back, very controversial, but we drafted uh Jameer Gibbs. And you know what? He's a receiving back. He can catch the ball. That's something that we need coming out of the backfield to help Goff in case the offensive line fails. But our offensive line isn't going to fail that much. We probably have a top a top seven, top eight offensive line. We're killing it in that department. Wide receivers, like, yeah, I get it. There's room for improvement there. I'm not going to deny that fact. Like, we got St. Brown, like I mentioned, great guy. Um, but other than that, like, unfortunately, Jameson Williams is suspended six games. Uh, children, don't bet on the NFL if you want to be an NFL star because you will get caught. So I don't know why people are still gambling. But you're going to get caught. You're going to get suspended six games, maybe a whole season. I don't know. It's a little confusing. I don't get it either. Trust me. I mean, I feel like it should honestly just be legal as long as you're not gambling on your own team. But I understand the whole NFL rules, whatever. Uh, Marvin Jones is back. That's a that's actually a pretty good win. He actually killed it last year for the Jaguars. And uh, like I said, their offensive line is pretty good. Josh Reynolds was all right. They got Caleb Raymond. Again, not like household names. So it is what it is. Like they're going to be okay with their wide receivers. But uh, I think Marvin Jones bringing him back, Amonra St. Brown, is already pretty dominant in that tight end. They, they drafted a tight end, Sam Laporta, who – I think could be all right. I mean, he was a little bit of a, I mean, maybe it was a little bit of a stretch to take him over some of the other tight ends that were on the board, but you know what? We'll figure that out. So I'm not really worried. I feel like Brock Wright is a pretty good blocking tight end from what I've seen. But then again, I don't really know too much. Like he's not that great of, of a catcher at this point of his career. He's no TJ Hawkinson. But then again, when we got rid of him, we started winning. So I don't, I don't really know why uh, there's no, really no stats to back that up, but uh, Aiden Hutchinson last year set the record for actually tied the record for most interceptions by a defensive tackle in his first season or defensive end in his first season. James Houston was drafted in the sixth round, killed it. I think he had seven or eight sacks last year, showed a bunch of potential. They drafted uh, who else? I mean, last year, a few years ago, they uh, they got Kirby Joseph, right? They got him in like the fifth round last year, and he Literally sent Aaron Rodgers right out of the division. Got three interceptions on him for the year. Alex Anzalone, he's that dude with the long blonde hair that just comes out of nowhere every week and makes a pretty good play. So, you know, like their defense, I will say, I'm a little bit hesitant to just declare them the champion just because of their defense. Like, I still think there was some holes uh, that they could have maybe filled with some better well-known guys. But I, I do like what they're building. I will say, I think, Dan Jones, Dan, Dan Campbell, uh, Dan Campbell is a beast. Um, I, I think Ben Johnson is a beast, their offensive coordinator. And I think they have the right mindset to to win week in and week out. And I'm going to give them, I'm going to say right now, uh, last year I did actually get it right. I, I said that they were going to have eight or nine wins last year. I said I think that they're an eight or nine win team. I think they're a nine or ten win team. I think they could get to 11. But, I mean, I think this year they could, like, legitimately win this division with 10 wins uh, or even nine, potentially. And, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt here, and I'll give them the 10 because I really want to see it. And I'm going to say they're going to win the division right now. Am I going to put money on it? Definitely not. I'm not. I'm a Lions fan. I know how this crap goes. I've been a Lions fan for too long. I know out of nowhere they could they could start off the season – 8-0, and they could lose the last nine games of the season. That is not ruled out. But their schedule is pretty uh, pretty decent. There's a lot of games in there I was looking at where I feel like they're they're able to win and get, get it done and handle their business. And last year, like, they started to really pick up wins over good teams. And I feel like, uh, you know, they got, they got everything kind of going for them. Like I said, their defense is my biggest concern by far. But they did improve a lot last year. They were able to get interceptions when they needed them which is something they struggled with in the past. I think they're they're going to only get better over time. Um, I will say that I am a little confused about one thing they did uh, this offseason, and, and that is um, – so they traded one of their uh, top – one of their top picks from the 2020 draft, literally the third overall, Jeff Okuda. They traded him for like a six-round pick or something. So I, I assume that's probably because they weren't going to resign him, but – it's like, dude, I mean, he was starting to come into his own. Like, he literally held Justin Jefferson to three catches one week. So, 
I don't know why they ended up getting rid of him. That one was kind of a question mark. But, you know, I, I think they're – they got that smash mouth mentality. They have that knee-crushing mentality. So, you know what, Dan Campbell, I mean – Dude, I whenever I need to feel like motivated about life or something, I will literally watch Dan Campbell's speech, and I'm just like, dude, I'm ready to do whatever it takes, man. I'm ready to do whatever. So you know what? I mean, I just I just want to be Dan Campbell at the end of the day. So I love it, man. That that was a great spiel, and honestly, I kind of agree with you. I I also have the Lions winning this division at ten games. Um, you know, I think last year, I thought their offense was awesome. They were an offense that, you know, I'm looking at the stats right now. They were, in terms of points per drive, they were fourth in points per drive. They were third in yards per drive. They were a top five team in offensive DVOA. Like, they were one of the best offenses in football, like, like hands down. And, you know, I think, honestly, like, looking at their weapons this year, I think their weapons are, I would say it's better than they had last year. Like looking at it, Jared Goff, obviously, what did he have? Like no interceptions throughout like the second half of the season. There was a stretch where he had like 16 touchdowns, zero picks or something. Like he was just playing like mistake-free football. He was playing great. I do have my concerns about Jared Goff because I think he really does benefit with the system. Um, I don't know if he's that quarterback that can quite take this team to that like next level, but he's, I think he's good enough where I think they can absolutely win this division. And he's, you know, his offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, not leaving is absolutely huge for you guys. I thought he was awesome last year. He's, he's someone that's definitely on the rise. And I think he can definitely produce another great offense here. Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama is an explosive running back. And, you know, obviously like including myself, I'm like, why would they take this guy 12th overall or whatever they took him in the top? That was like a 12th overall pick. And, you know, I think the way they're going to use him, I think he's going to be really fun to watch in this offense. He's obviously a really good pass catching running back. And, you know, he's someone who has that home run speed. He can take it to the house and had having him and then having David Montgomery, who can be that guy that kind of grinds out the yards. And he's a pretty good running back himself. Uh, I think that's I thought that was a great they have a really good running back duo there. I really like that room. And, um, you know, I think looking at, you know, Amon North St. Brown. Obviously, he's really good, too. Um, you know, with Jameson Williams missing, you know, being suspended for the six games, like, I'm on where St. Brown's going to come in, and he's going to produce. I think he's going to be awesome this year. And I don't know where he's going in fantasy football right now, but I would probably keep an eye out on him. If he goes to, like, round two, I might take him because he's someone who just gets just a lot of passes. He's going to be open, and he's just – he's the go-to target in this offense, and he's going to be great to watch. And then, honestly, I really like Sam Laporta. It seems like that he's someone who I think a lot of people are kind of high on. I'm starting to come come around on him a little bit. Uh, he comes from that Iowa uh, – comes from the Iowa Hawkeyes, and he's someone who, you know, there's been a lot of great tight ends that have been produced from Iowa, from George Kittle and Noah Fan and TJ Hawkinson, who was on the Lions last year. Like, they definitely have, like, a tree of tight ends, and he seems someone, someone who had – I think he had a pretty high athletic score. He's going to be someone who is athletic and he, you know, I think could be a, a pretty, pretty pleasant surprise for this Lions team who, you know, when they traded away TJ Hawkinson, they, you know, were kind of trotting out some, you know, like Brock Wright and James Mitchell last year. I think, I think Sam Laporta can absolutely come in and be a contributor. Offensive line's good, but the thing that's holding this team back, and I think it's, I think they can improve a little bit from last year, but they were one of the worst defenses in the league last year. You know, if, when you're looking at their numbers here, they were 32nd in defensive yards per drive. So they were the worst team in terms of the amount of yards they gave up per drive. They were 29th in defensive points per drive. So they were giving up, what is that, the fourth most points per drive. Like, this is where they can definitely, I think, it, you know, it could be a struggle for the Lions, their defense. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson played pretty well. They drafted – um what's his name jack campbell out of iowa as well i uh, drafted him in the first round maybe he can end up being something but i think their defense is where they could absolutely hold them back i like james houston as well he's pretty good and they brought in cj gardner johnson from the eagles who i think can absolutely be a pretty good player for them as well who had a lot of interceptions last year and i think if the lions can if they can be a team that can create turnovers i think that could be pretty good for them if you know when you're looking at their the numbers that i just mentioned with the yards per drive and in points per drive that they were giving up like 
a silver lining could be that this team can get some turnovers and put their offense right back on the field. So I like the Lions this year, and I think they're absolutely going to carry that momentum that they were having towards the end of last season. And they played the Chiefs week one. That's going to be really fun to watch. I don't remember the last time the Lions have even had a week one. Well, we'll play in that Thursday, that first game of the season, the, the open at night. Like, I don't remember the last time they've been fortunate enough to be picked for that. So clearly, like, you know, the NFL and, and a lot of people are really high on the Lions. And there's a lot of excitement with them. So I'm going to take 10 wins. Again, I think their offense is going to be great this year. The defense is kind of where I kind of, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant on, but I do think that they did make some moves this offseason to try to improve it a little bit. So we'll see if they can do that um, and maybe be a little bit more of a comparable unit. But I think this this division is a little bit weak this year. So I think the Lions kind of have a really good path to being a team that wins nine to 10 games. I'm going to go with 10 wins as well. And I think they're going to win the division for the first time since 1991, like we just found out. So let's hope for it. Dude, that'd be a miracle, man. But like, yeah, I mean, towards the end of the season last year, they were able to start to put together their defense. Like they held um Packers 16 points, which – I mean, it was the Packers, and they kind of sucked last year. But big game, Aaron Rodgers was there, and uh, they couldn't show up. I mean, the other time they faced the Packers, held them to nine points, intercepted Aaron Rodgers three times. Uh, Bears held them to ten points. Uh, Panthers, I mean, they just sucked against the Panthers. As a game, they should have won, lost. The Jets, they held them to 17 points, which, uh, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Uh, it wasn't that great of a performance, and they gave up – a ton of yards to Zach Wilson, which again makes me kind of doubt, like, is their defense really legit? But, uh, you know, they, they were able to let up only 23 against the Vikings, 14 against the Jaguars, 18 against the Giants. Uh, I mean, they, they were able to hold their own the second half of the season. Like, the first half, they, they just were awful. But even the Bills, I mean, they gave up 28 points to, which isn't great, but, like, less than uh, other teams held the, bill, the, held the Bills, too. So, I think yeah. – they're they're definitely constructing something, and you know I'm I'm a little nervous, man. It's like I don't even want to hype up the lines too much because I've learned that like usually it just shoots me in the foot later. So uh, I'm not gonna hype them up too much today, but I will say I do think that they're gonna win the division, and I do I do think that they're gonna progress the way that we think they are gonna progress. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think, again, a third team that gets a lot of turnovers this year, I know turnovers are kind of a stat that doesn't go. It's not a I'm trying to get the word for it, but, you know, it, it flip flops year to year. Like it's not a continuous thing that, you know, a team that has a lot of turnovers every single year. Like, you know, I know I think last year they were uh, I think they were 19th in total interceptions for a team. I don't know what their uh, forced fumble rating was, but. You know, adding the guy like CJ Gardner Johnson, who kind of is that type of guy who, you know, he's around the ball a lot and he can get some interceptions. Like, again, sometimes that could be what, you know, what can, you know, change the outcome of the game. So, you know, despite them having, you know, not the greatest defense in the world, like if they can be a team that can get a little bit more of a turnover luck, like that could be huge for them. But yeah, I, I just think they got a good offense and I think that's what's going to really carry them. And I think they're going to have a really good running game, too. I, I really like Jameer Gibbs. He's going to be awesome in this offense. I'm really excited to see what Ben Johnson kind of comes up with him, comes up uh, in terms of what he's going to, how he's going to use Jameer Gibbs. But, yeah, this this team's going to be fun, man. And they're, you know, again, Dan Campbell, he's a guy who seems like that, you know, it's the players like to play for him. And, you know, I think that's kind of all you need at the end of the day as a coach who, you know, establishes that culture, which he absolutely has at this point. And, you know, players want to play for him. So I think that I think there's some there's definitely promise for the Lions. And again, they were a team that, you know, really came into their own after I think they were one in six and then they finished the season nine and eight. So they they were rattling off a lot of wins um after that, after they went one and six, after they lost to the Dolphins. So, you know, those teams that can carry that momentum from the second half of the season into this season. And I think the Lions honestly got better, in my opinion. So this should be fun to watch. Yeah, man. I mean, going from a laughing stock of the league to being like the Cinderella story of the league and almost like they're the last team eliminated in playoff contention. So uh, they really they really came close to making it. And Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of Lions fans this year. I really do. I think. Yeah. 
you know, it's been they've been a team that, you know, hasn't really had a lot of success throughout their tenure. And, you know, if they can finally, you know, win that division and get a home playoff game, like Ford Field's gonna be going crazy. I, I would I would love to see it. Yeah, now everybody wants to support us after making fun of us the last like fifty years, but you know, it's it's cool. It's all right, I guess, you know. It'll make people forget about the 0 and sixteen season if you guys yeah, can division. I don't know. I, we're gonna need a lot of successful seasons to do that, but yeah, maybe a Super Bowl. Never know. You never know. It's true, man. Hey, I'm just saying the Bengals a few years ago really gave me hope. They came out of nowhere and made the Super Bowl. So, you know, and the, with the people right- were saying that they may win like two or three games. I remember that, and it just clicked. And you know that could happen with the Lions, it's teams that come out of nowhere sometimes. So, look at the Jags last year. I mean, they were like four and eight at one point, and then they just made the playoffs and yeah, knocked off even the Chargers last year. So. That's what's going to happen, yeah. And like I was mentioning, the Lions went eight and two, and they're over uh, the start of November. So I mean, they could just can get hot just like that. Anything's possible, man. We'll see what happens. But I think uh, you got any more Lions thoughts? Because I'm all done for the day. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm rooting for you guys. I I would love to see the Lions in the playoffs. And like I said, I think when you're looking at the rest of this division, I think it's a little bit weak and. You know, obviously the Bears got a little bit better. The Packers losing Aaron Rodgers that can put a damper on things. Even though I'm still pretty high on them, and then Minnesota, I think is I think going to take a step back. So I think this is a great opportunity for the Lions to win this division. This is I think this is the best chance they may get. Yeah, having no Aaron Rodgers there, having uh, really you know no 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 uh formidable threats this year to be able to really rob them of the division. I mean. That's huge, but, you know, there's teams every year that come out of nowhere, so hopefully it's just the Lions taking this division, and it's fairly easy for us, but, you know, that's not the NFL. That's not how the NFL usually works, so. Yeah, that's true, man. You never know what can happen. But, yeah, man, I think I think that's just about it. We uh, definitely enjoyed recording this episode, enjoyed recording the other ones. Check them out if you haven't yet. And, uh, Brandon Clark, you got any last words for today? Yeah, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. A lot of great stuff coming out. I've been actually doing the Immaculate Grid, and I've been posting that every single day. So if you guys haven't checked those out, make sure you go check it out. Um, you know, we're we're trying to build it. We're trying to build our social media following. Go follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. Follow us on TikTok at Rough in the Basket. Threads, if we're still using that, go follow us there. Follow us everywhere, man. We're we're on the come up YouTube. We're doing our thing, man. So, but yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at bcar underscore 13. And you can follow Noah on Instagram at mburn37. Got anything for me this week, Noah, to wrap things up? Man, I really don't. I mean, I released a new video about, not about anything sports related, but about my trip to Bogota and Colombia. Yeah, there we go. If you're interested, check out my channel, Noah the Nomad. Subscribe. Oh, official. You got your, your yeah. officially Noah the Nomad now. Let's change, go. Change the logo, change the name. Gringo Perspective is dead, but you know. R.I.P. Nomad but is here, yeah. So we're just Noah, the legacy. Noah the Nomad is here to stay, folks. So make sure you go, guys go check out Noah's YouTube channel. I'm going to have to go watch the video now after this. But, um, yeah, that's it for this week's episode, guys. We are so close to the football season. We're going to try to get through all the NFC uh, divisions. Now we have three more to go. And, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Peace out.